Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello. I am so happy to welcome you here today. So I want to talk about the little things. You know, sometimes we focus on the big things, but it's the little things at work and the little things that we do and say or do not say that causes a problem at work. This week, I taught a workshop on how to quickly uh, diffuse toxic emotions at work. And as the I asked the audience, I asked the employees, I had about 40, 42 employees on there. And I asked, what are some toxic emotions that you encounter at work? And they started adding things like bossiness, snippiness, uh, know-it-all attitude. And I'm like, I had to stop and say, those are attitudes and behaviors, Those are not emotions. And I think sometimes we lump it all in. And because something makes us feel off or makes us feel funny or unhappy or unpleasant, we are thinking that that is the emotion. It is not. It is the behavior. It is the action. And those I call emotional triggers. So those attitudes and those behaviors can become emotional triggers. And when they trigger your emotion, it's because you don't like what's happening. You don't like what the person has done and how it's made you feel. You are upset about it and you would like them to either stop the behavior, do less of this, more of something else. And we sometimes get stuck in our heads. Because what we think the behavior is and what it actually is, is very different. The, what it makes us feel and what it is, is very different. So and we can have emotionally emotional feelings about behaviors, about attitudes, about comments. Those things can be upsetting, but they're not the emotions. So the emotions we feel that become toxic, it's anger. We get so angry when these things happen. We start with this, this anger that eats away at our soul. We get frustrated. We get mad. Right? We become depressed. We feel ashamed. We feel fear. Those are the emotions we're talking about. Those now are the toxic emotions that will eat away at us, that will sap our energy, that will leave us bankrupt in the the gas pump of life. You know, one of the things I teach, I say, you know, vital energy is like premium gas. And if you don't conserve it, you're going to pay a lot at the pump of life. It's it's amazing how much energy we waste on these toxic behaviors every day. We become 
depressed, we we lose our energy, we lose our focus, we become something else or someone else from who we were meant to be. It changes our behavior and our attitude and we, we allow that to happen because we're not identifying the emotions and identifying the triggering behavior or the emotional trigger that we have put message into that we have interpreted and made assumptions about that now triggering those really difficult to to live with emotions in 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 our lives and in our workplaces so it's important for us to separate look at what are the emotions i'm feeling so the emotions are the things you're feeling the behaviors and attitudes are the things you're seeing, right? Or you're experiencing or you become aware of. And then what you do about it is what you have control over. So you could decide to ignore it. You could decide to confront it. You could decide to engage in a respectful, collaborative, constructive way. Or you could decide to build up toxic emotions, be angry, be and be be frustrated, be depressed, be fearful about what's happening. You can ask for more you can ask for more clarity, right? You can ask questions. You can share your perspective, you can share what you're seeing. You could say this is what I'm seeing and this is how it's making me feel. Tell me, is that your intention? Or am I interpreting this wrong? Am I interpreting this right? What? How should I be seeing and viewing this? So you have a responsibility for your emotions and how you respond to them. And it doesn't matter where you work or what you do, you're going to find those emotions. Let me share something with you. Last year, 2020, I was interviewed by a magazine and it was on wellness and diversity and inclusion. And there was another speaker, another practitioner who was also interviewed. And neither of us reached out to each other. We didn't talk to each other or anything. I just, when I read the article, I noticed it was two of us was interviewed and the article was there. I was like, oh, great. Good for her. I never gave it another thought. Today, I got an email from an organization and it was copying me and that other practitioner saying, we have an event coming up. We would love to have you speak. Can you share with us if you're available? I responded to the to the person who reached out. And of course, they, they did copy both of us. I responded, you know, thank you for connecting. And I also say hi to the, the person's name. Good to meet you. And said, okay, here are the questions I have to ask. He left it. Then the person sent another email with something. And then I started speaking with the person individually. Well, about 20 minutes later, comes an email from this other speaker. No hi, Joyce, good to meet you. No, thank you. It was like, 
I'm not available that time, but I highly recommend this other person. Here is their speaking gig. Uh, you should hire them. And I thought, wow. Now, remember, <laughs> the topic we're going to be talking about is wellness and diversity and inclusion. And I thought, look at that. How sad. How very sad. What what image are you presenting? I don't know you. You don't know me. I said, good morning. I said, good to meet you. You couldn't even say back, good morning, good to meet you or nothing. It was like, I didn't exist. I don't even know why she copied me on, on her presentation of the other speaker, whom I presume is probably very good. And I have nothing to do with that, but it's the optics. And so it's all about the little things we do that would cause these kinds of toxic. So when I speak about wellness, I speak from wellness. I I see wellness as all the little things that add up to our well-being. Now, if I was emotionally fragile, I could go off the handle and I could say, how rude, who's this person? What does she think she's doing? I looked at it and I felt sad for her. I said, you must be either very stressed or uh, certainly you're not interpersonally well because it was the message was like, I, I was, it was so abrupt and rude and utterly disrespectful Because if I was going to suggest someone, I wouldn't even copy her on it. I wouldn't. I don't even know what the purpose was to copy me on it. But I thought, my goodness, how sad. And these are the the little things that matter. These are the little things that we allow to cause us toxic emotions. So I just say a prayer for that woman and I'm like, well, I wish her well because I don't know what's going on for her, what her story is, but what she presented certainly was not a good image of herself. At some point, should the opportunity come up to recommend her, I would be concerned to do so because I don't know how she would handle it. I don't know her interpersonal skills from what she demonstrated. She seemed to be lacking that element of wellness. So most people think that wellness is going to the gym and eating and being skinny and fit. And they forget about the little things like greeting someone, being respectful, being courteous, being generous, not cutting corners. Being conscientious about other people's feelings. Not creating enemies. It would be different if she and I had had an interaction and I had done something and uh, or that she even knew me. I don't know the woman. But it was so interesting that it came up that she would send an email saying, I'm not available for the date that you're that you've assigned, but here is another speaker 
that I think I would highly recommend. And that's okay. We all do that from time to time as we're in this business and we know. But there was no greeting to me as the other person copied like to this email, No, which I had done. I had greeted her in my email. I said, great to meet you. Great day. And I was like, I don't know the woman, but I think we have to start treating people with dignity. We cannot be going, and she's talking about diversity and inclusion. That is microaggression and micro inequities. And I think we don't really understand sometimes what we do. And I, I looked at that and I thought, hmm, and you're going to be teaching people wellness. Well, here's a huge gap in hole. And, and I think all of us as individuals in the workplace whether we're business owners, whether we are leaders in organization, we need to step up to the plate and think of ourselves and our well-being as a holistic. You cannot be rude and disrespectful and want your employees to respect you. It, you have to give what you want. And this is not a fight. Like sometimes we fight with somebody and we have something with someone and we have words and we feel like we need to tell them something. Like, I mean, I've been there. There are people who have done some annoying things and I've just figured after a while I need to just tell them what I think about their behavior. And I've done that and I don't think I will ever stop doing that. But it's different when you are going out of your way or just inconsiderate of others. Those things matter to people's well-being. And those things matter in the workplace. Those things can cause a rise in toxic emotions at work. Imagine if that person was in my workplace and we worked together. And I saw, now I would be avoided. You know, I would share with someone else. That, you know, one of the pieces I write in my book is the progression of conflict. And I talk about it uh, in my book, Hurt, Upset, Angry, Frustrated. I talk about how when uh, someone frustrates us or makes us feel hurt or angry or upset, we tend to tell other people, share that email with other colleagues and say, can you believe this person? And now the colleagues are going to be avoiding her. And then she doesn't even know it yet, right? So these are how these kinds of situations work. And, and they end up being toxic conflict situations where people are avoiding each other. People are not talking to each other. People are gossiping about each other. And those things actually lead to toxic emotions in the workplace. So gossip is not a toxic emotion, but Gossip is a negative activity that leads to toxic emotions. Because when I gossip, that means I'm telling you something negative about the other person, which is going to stir up negative emotions and dislike, which are negative emotions, which can perpetuate and become toxic in the workplace. So it's very, very important for us to think about what we do. And I share this example with this person, I don't even know. We're both consultants in the working world, I presume. <laughs> but that is 
That is a perfect example of how things can go awry. Think of it. The other thing I saw, I'm sitting on a board. There's a board that I, I part, I'm a volunteer on a, on a committee, a global committee. And the overarching organization is doing a presentation on the committee's involvement, the, the topic that the committee is involving. And as part of the committee, there, was ne- there wasn't a notice to say February 2020 will be doing a spotlight on your topic. So think about it. If there's anything that we should be thinking about, presenting, uh, hear, hear how the spotlights work or anything like that. Instead, what we received was an email that the spotlight is coming up in two weeks and please share with your network and I hope to see you there. And so I looked at, I was new to the organization, so I was like, okay, they must know about this. I had no idea that this was something planned. As a committee, you would have believed that the committee would know its frame of reference and they would know that this committee's work is going to be highlighted at a certain time of the year so that when they were doing their planning, when we were doing our planning last year, we would know, okay, this is something coming up. Let's think about what we're going to present. We spent months thinking about what to present, what to do, what to come up with. Had we known this was coming up, it would have saved us so much time and energy. And I sat back and I said to myself, hmm, is it just ignorance? Is it lack of foresight? Why? Why is this done that way? Is this lack of structure? What is, what is it? Because some members of the committee were very insulted. They were very affronted. They were very upset. And they were sending some, you know, very emotional emails. And uh, when I look at it, I was like, well, I don't have those emotional ties to the organization. They just happened to be doing something that I'm passionate about. So I wanted to lend my energy to it. And I looked at it, I was like, hmm. But the whole process was very disrespectful to the professionals in that committee who have been giving their time and energy for years. And it seemed like they were feeling unheard um, and they were not acknowledged. And I thought, wow, I hear that a lot in workplaces. I hear that from employees, that I'm not valued, I'm not acknowledged. Meaning and purpose is so very important to what people do. It's incredibly important as a leader to acknowledge those or as a colleague to acknowledge those because that will help people to start feeling more positive. So in order to break that toxic emotion, we need to add some positivity. Use those micro affirmation. I appreciate you. Send out that in that in the in the situation with the organization. Send out ahead. You'll be spotlighted twice a year. Prepare for those times. They come up in the spring or the fall or the winter. And here are some things that has happened in the past. Use this opportunity to do X, Y, Z for your planet. And those would have eradicated so much of the negative energy. Remember I talk about that negative energy that we waste? That would have prevented so much of that energy waste where people could actually plan 
and and not be spending so much time being upset because of what's going on or what's not happening, what's not said or what's missing. And it's the same in this particular situation I mentioned with this other consultant. All she had to say was good morning, uh, good to meet you, Joyce, and uh, thank you for uh, in, uh, inviting me to this. Uh, as I won't be here, I know you're already speaking to Joyce, but uh, there is another person that could replace me if you still need two speakers. That would have been just as fine. It would have been perfectly normal. It would have been respectful. It would have been cordial. And nobody would be scratching their head. <laughs> it was just so funny. But simple little things that we could do to make things better and to interact and to leave positive vibrations. We're not doing that. And we need to think about that when we're thinking about reducing toxic emotions at work. So you send me a message. Let me know what's happening in your workplace. What are the toxic emotions that's coming up? What are the emotional triggers? And how are you refocusing around it? Because you can now stop making assumptions. I'm not going to make assumption that the woman was out to be rude to me or anything like that because I don't know the woman. And if she knows me and she has something, that's her issue. My issue is so sad because now I wouldn't recommend her. Because she's demonstrated poor interpersonal well-being. So I wouldn't want to share that or expose anyone else to that. That was the only reason. And and so we have to think about those long-term things and that can cause those toxic emotions. And we have to take responsibility for our own emotions and say, I'm not going to allow this person because of their lack of foresight and their, their poor behavior to stir up toxic emotions in me. I will just see what I see and I will say, is there another way to look at it? Is there another way to think about it? And can I send empathy for that person and still be on my way and be well? Because my emotions and my energy is mine to conserve and use the way I need to. And it's the same for you. So no matter what's happening at work right now, I've just given you several examples of situations that behaviors and attitudes that leads to toxic emotions. Someone being bossy and snippy can frustrate another person. So you have to now decide what are you going to do? What emotions are you going to allow yourself to harbor because of other people's behavior and attitude? Because at the end of the day, you are in control of you no matter what's happening at work. Take care and be well. I'm hosting the uh, information session webinar for the School of Coaching, Coach Velocity School of Coaching. And we're going to be talking about diversity, inclusion, preparing leaders for the corporate uh, C-suite. So feel free to join us. Join us over at coachvelocity.com. Or you can reach the rest of my podcast at what's happening at work.com. And you can find us at interpersonalwellness.com or joyceodidison.com. My pleasure here. And thanks for joining me. Look forward to seeing you on another episode. Take care and be well. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. 
This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.